0: Welcome to Behavioral Health Today, a podcast brought to you by the Triad Network. This podcast is designed to share trending topics
1: occurring within the world and our communities and bring them a behavioral and mental health
2: perspective. Welcome to Behavioral Health Today, a Triad production. I'm your host, Dr. Graham Taylor. My guest today is Ken Honda. Ken is a money and happiness expert and is Japan's best-selling Zen millionaire. Ken studied law at Waseda University in Tokyo and entered the Japanese workforce as a business consultant and investor. Ken was 29 when he first retired to welcome his newborn daughter into the world. At the time, he thought he was done with work owning a successful consulting and accounting business. However, Ken's second career, focused on helping millions heal their relationship with money, was just about to begin. Ken is the author of the book Happy Money The Japanese Art of Making Peace with Your Money. While his financial expertise comes from owning and managing several businesses, Ken's writings bridge the topics of financial and self-help, focusing on creating and generating personal wealth and happiness through deeper self-honesty. Ken provides ongoing support through mentoring programs, business seminars, therapeutic workshops, and correspondence courses. He is fluent in English and Japanese and resides in Tokyo, Japan with his wife and with his daughter. Ken, it's so nice to have you on the show today. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Graham. I'm so happy to be invited to your show. So thank you for the
2: invitation. Thank you. I know that your uh, your experiences in understanding people and the role of money in their lives seems to have had two very interesting starts. One mm-hmm. was being a part of your father's business when you were a small boy, serving mm. tea to his clients. And the second was a walk you were taking in the park with your daughter where you witnessed an event between a mother and a daughter that influenced you going home and writing an essay that was really the start of your book, Happy Money. Share with us, if you would, more about these two events and how Mm. they impacted you and how they've led you to become a money and happiness expert. Thank you, Graham.
1: I was born into a very unique family. My father was a very successful tax accountant and he wanted me to learn enough by the age 20 so I can go on my own. So he used to take me to a near shopping mall and ask me questions like, hey, which one is making most money? So huh. his teaching was very practical. He taught me about the basic accounting, basic business, and all that. So because of his support and my interest in financial independence, I could retire at the age 29, and I spent four years Focusing on child raising. So I was very good, good at changing diapers and very good. <laughs> in 30 seconds. So <laughs> so not many fathers have a luxury of spending four first years uh, yes. you know with his daughter. So I was the fortunate one. So that's what had the basic story. And I think probably two years into semi-retirement, so I must have been 31 or so, my daughter could uh, use a swing. She loved yeah. swinging. So uh, we just spent like hours and I was a pusher and I nice. doing for like 30 minutes or so. And we got tired. So we're just having a cup, a cup of tea and snacks by the side and the uh, mother, young mother and uh, her daughter came to the swing and yes. they're enjoying like for like literally two or three minutes. And then the mother said, okay, we gotta go. Like, Like, uh-huh. wow, that's fast. And then the daughter was complaining mom we just got here and Mm. she was so right they got there like two minutes and then they were just about to go so she was holding on to the swing but literally the mother just dragged her out of Mm. the swing and then she said "Your mom has to go to work so you have to come Mm. with me it really broke my heart I couldn't really stand up and Mm. I sat there just motionless like wow and then I realized that she has to work, okay, of course. And then why? She, I'm sure she, the little one, wanted to be in the park as long as she could. Yes. And also the mother also wanted her daughter to enjoy right. a great time in the park. Right. Oh, that's work. And then it seems like she is a single mom and, and has to go to work because of money. If she knew more about money, she could enjoy the beautiful time, it was such a perfect sun and the breeze. I still remember it was the perfect moment
2: in the park. perfect day. Yeah.
1: Yes. Perfect day. And then I realized that she didn't have the knowledge about money and work. That's why she cannot have a a, a moment even. And, and then I, I am spending time with my daughter for two and a half years. Yes. And then I thought, okay, I have to do something for people like that. And then I came up with an idea of writing a short essay on happiness and money. That is the beginning of my
2: career, wow, really good. I, I love the heart that you had, not just for your daughter mm-hmm. and wanting to spend the time with her. those four the, those first four years are the most impressionable years, and they set a cornerstone for our children's lives and to be able to spend that time and including changing diapers and all the good things and the swing pusher that it came with it. <laughs> those are, those are priceless times that we can never replace. And I'm so glad you had that time, but I also admire the heart that you had for that mother and that daughter in that moment, you know, as you're talking, Ken, I, I'd like to maybe start off our time today. You're talking about a few very important constructs, mm-hmm. money, happiness and prosperity and and I think we all have some ideas or definitions that we hold you know we think about what is money well money is a source of security or maybe it's a means for achieving a goal or an aspiration mm-hmm. or maybe basic necessities or maybe it's a way to gain power or status or respect for some and maybe for some it's maybe a measure a value, or maybe the construct of what is happiness? Well, sometimes we might say, that well, happiness is when what you think and what you say and what you do are all in harmony, or maybe it's an emotional state that brings joy and satisfaction or contentment and fulfillment. What is prosperity? That's another of the constructs. And well, that's being successful and thriving, right? Or maybe mm-hmm. some might say it's far more than wealth. They might say it's when all people mm-hmm. have an opportunity For freedom to thrive so can you start us off at the beginning here as we're talking about these three constructs money happiness and prosperity how Mm -hmm. do you encourage those you work with to think about and define these constructs what is money in your mind what is happiness what is prosperity Mm -hmm. so i
1: teach visible asset and invisible asset in that regard you know visible asset is money gold or real estate costs and all the things that you can touch. And also it's tangible. Even yeah. though you cannot really touch money electronically, you know, you know what I'm talking about. An yeah. invisible asset is something like friendship, and uh, the bond and the trust and the sense mm-hmm. of happiness and also sense of security and mm-hmm. sense of peace. That kind of thing is not measured by numbers, unfortunately. So when I take a look at a company to invest, A lot of people invest by looking at the numbers. I invest in companies by reading the air in the company. Ah. So, for example, are they all happy? You know, if employees are happy working, are their clients happy? So if there is a beautiful air flowing in in the company or happy air is floating or flowing in your home, you're a happy person. But if you are always fighting, if you are struggling emotionally, <clears throat> the air in your house is not mm. so clean and happy. Mm. So, mm. so that's how I how I say. So instead of having much money in the bank account, if you have more than enough, I think the energy in your house, or energy in your heart, or energy around you, is much more important than really? the numbers.
2: Oh, I really like that. That's a nice. That's a nice way to frame it. I know that in your work, you help people examine their relationship with money. You're talking about the Mm -hmm. air in the house and the, and the feel of the house, almost the feng shui of how things flow and and how Uh things happen and, and how one's conditioning and their mindset around money gets influenced by our parents, by our schools, by our society, our culture. And part of this examination that you help people do is helping them diagnose maybe if there's a money wound, that they may carry mm. unknowingly mm-hmm. and what constitutes a money wound and how do you help people kind of recognize if, if in fact they're carrying a money wound and then how mm-hmm. do you help them go about healing that wound
1: mm. thank you Graham. for example have you ever had an, an opportunity that you wanted to do something but then you feel like oh that's costing me so much money you know yeah. i can fly to hawaii you know i wish i could go to italy well, I wanted to take the seminar, but it's too expensive. You know, it's out of my reach. Is often we feel the discouragement and then frustration and sometimes anger about the company you're working for. Since you're not getting paid, you cannot afford those things. When you just take out the issues like that, it goes back to your childhood. I Mm. remember when I was seven years old, I wanted to have a mountain bike, but my parents said, that's too expensive. And then I was really hurt. Oh, I'm not worth that mountain bike. You know, later years, I realized that they meant you are too early. It's too early yes. for you to have yes. the big bike. So I understand that now. But as a seven year old boy, I was like completely denied my whole mm. thing. And then, oh, I'm not worth the mountain bike. You know, so mm. because I'm not a good boy, I'm not smart. Well, I don't obey to my parents. Whatever the reason, my heart was crushed anyway. So I'm sure you were denied of your dream summer camps, going to Disneyland, or like even going to movies with your friends. You know, all of your friends have certain things like PlayStation or whatever the toys, you know, it depends on your generation. You know, your toys are denied. And like, oh my God, like whole world is crashing in front of you. So Mm. because of those traumatic experiences in your early childhood, you have this pattern, like, oh, I want this, but it's too too much to ask. Okay. So people don't bother even wanting things in your life because it's too expensive. It's right. gonna cost something. So, right. like, oh no, it's don't worry about it. You know, I don't I don't even want it to begin with. Right. So, unless you go back to the original place and time, and then for me, look on, look at my parents. So, for you, just look at your parents when you're 10 you know you wanted to go to a summer camp or soccer school or ballet lessons piano lessons and then your parents said no that's too expensive for you just look at this scene and just figure out what's going on your parents could be younger than you are now you know they're in their 30s and then they didn't know much about money they were confused maybe they're just feeling so frustrated about work and the marriage Mm. situation and then It may not be something to do with money, but they said no anyway with frustration. But no happy parents would enjoy saying no to their kids unless it's dangerous or something. You know, of course, you want to help your kid's dream come true. But because of the tight financial situation, they couldn't say yes. yes. So can you understand what's going on there? You know, you're hurt. But also the thing you didn't know Is your parents are as hurt as you were because you have to say no how terrible would that be so if you can take a look at the picture the whole picture you know at least you can understand what's going on with your parents and then if possible can you accept them as who they are and then Mm -hmm. and then can you accept their immaturity and then can you forgive them and if you can forgive them and send your young parent you know and then Hold them, hold them in your heart. The whole yeah. picture will change. So the next time when you want something, money will not be in
2: the way.
0: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Most of us spend more time at work than anywhere else doing anything else. So why not spend that time in a job you love? Introducing Triad's Jobs Marketplace, the only job site dedicated specifically to behavioral and mental health professionals. Featuring more than 1,000 open jobs from dozens of behavioral and mental health employers and searchable by location, professional field, employment type, specialization, and more. Jobs Marketplace helps you find your next career opportunity. Full-time, part-time, or gig time make the most of your time. To access Jobs Marketplace, register for your free professional account at hellotriad.com bht. That's hellotriad.com slash bht, and then click to Jobs Marketplace. If you're already a member of the Triad community, visit app.hellotriad.com slash jobs. That's app.hellotriad.com slash jobs. Visit us today and take your next career step tomorrow.
2: Boy, that's a really lovely explanation of that. That really is. It's it's allowing us to kind of pause and think about, you know, we, we tend to do most things unconsciously without really a mm-hmm. mindfulness to it, but mm-hmm. you're encouraging us to stop and to kind of explore, hey, how do I feel about money? And where did that originate? And my parents doing maybe the best they could didn't know that maybe they were doing some things that I as a wee child interpreted a certain way, but maybe I didn't see the whole picture when I was small. And now I get to see it in a different way. And maybe I can understand. and I can have some empathy. and maybe I can and maybe need to forgive. And then to recognize that maybe I get to come into my adult life now mm-hmm. without the same thoughts about money as I once did as a child and carried with me through my through my early adult years. You know, you're talking about this idea of kind of being able to to look at things a little more deeply. And sometimes, through conversations like we're having, it allows us to think about these things differently. I know that in terms of, ways that you got to be influenced also happened in your young adult years when you had a mentor early in your life. His name is Mm -hmm. Wahei Takata, and you described Mm -hmm. him as the Warren Buffett of Japan. And Mm -hmm. you shared that he taught you something very important about this concept of appreciation and gratitude. Mm -hmm. Share with me what you learned from him. Thank you for asking. Mentor Wahei, he was a major
1: shareholder of more than 100 public companies in Japan, which is huge. And he passed away a few years ago, but I had this great opportunity to have like a 15 second chat because there were like 100 people were behind me. So I could ask him, "Why would you ask Warren Buffett if you have like 15 seconds? So I came up with this one question, what is the secret of money? Mm -hmm. And then his answer was, Arigato your money with a big smile. And then I, I got pushed. Out from the line. And his answer was haunting me like, Arigato, my money does appreciate your money. Appreciate my money? Well, is that the secret of money? And then, you know, I couldn't come up with the right answer to interpretation for that. But two months later, I had this another opportunity to have two hours with him per, privately. Hmm. And then he explained, When you appreciate money coming in and going out, you start this cycle of appreciation energy. Mm. Once you create this bubble of appreciation, people can recognize you. People can see your smile. People can feel your energy. And then if you're a florist, they will come and just ask you to arrange flowers. If you're cooking you know sushi, they will come because they love your energy. Yes. So this appreciation energy really boosts your life you know you're more lovable and you're really more like accepting that. and so people will come if you're a doctor a teacher yes. or a therapist or coach coaches whatever the occupation you are people will be attracted to you like a magnet so that is why you need to appreciate small things in life that was that's, his
2: teaching that's a beautiful teaching this idea that money can equal energy this energy of receiving and giving that ebb and that flow Mm-hmm. And it starts with receiving it and how you receive it gratefully and what you do with it appreciatively. You, you also talked about this idea of happy money versus unhappy money and mm-hmm. how one can know if their money is actually smiling. Tell me about that. <laughs> yeah, so um,
1: some years ago, I had a, I was having a dinner party and then there were about 100 people. So, And then this woman approached me yeah. from the crowd and she said, she asked
2: me if she could take a look at my wallet it's your wallet i remember that story yeah tell me about that
1: yes and then at the time somehow all the people were obsessed with a celebrity's wallet Uh, can you imagine what kind of wallet justin bieber has or (laughs) your president has or movie stars or you know or influential people has do they even have a wallet right these days and so there are just uh, articles on on, uh, our prime minister has a big wallet but, you know, he doesn't have much money. In it. Like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> right. So, you know, I thought she was interested in my wallet. And so, okay, as long as you give it back to me. So I handed over my wallet and she just took out everything, which kind of like, oh. And then I was paying a little bit of attention while I was having a chat with these people. And then she said, this is okay. This is great. Oh, this is fun. And then she put them all back in and just she handed over to me and said, Ken, you passed the test. All your money is good. And I said, Uh did I pass the test? That sounds like good, but what what do you mean by that? And she said, all your money was smiling. That means Uh you must have made a lot of people happy and received money. And she said, let me introduce myself. I'm a sidekick. I see things that other people don't see. So I see by looking at your wallet, I can see what kind of life you have. If you're taking advantage of other people and get money, your money is crying or, or, or just angry in your wallet. Sometimes I can see the frustration in your wallet. Oh, all your mm. money is good, Ken. So you must have done something good. So great job! And later on or that night, wow. I start That's... thinking, "Oh, my friends' faces. Definitely, that guy has unhappy money, you know. Uh, and Graham, you must be, you know, your your money must be smiling in your wallet. I can tell, you know, if they're mm. happy." It's as a result of making other people happy. So their money is likely to be smiling and they want it. So like, "Mm, that's interesting. And then I got this inspiration. My mission in life is to transform all the unhappy money into happy, smiling money. Because 95% of us are living in the flow of unhappy money, not smiling money, you know, because we don't do work that doesn't bring us joy. We do it yeah. just to bring food on the table. That yes. is unhappy money. And sometimes you know we know it's not right, but sometimes we push and then get unhappy money. Oh, yeah. I, I talk to thousands of people all the time, and then, okay, let's be honest. how many of us or how many of you have got have got unhappy money in your life? And everybody you know raises his or her hand and then I get my audience to to speak. And one of the gentlemen in his seventies said about 50 years ago, i you know, I was just saying a typewriter at that time. And I know I knew that this office doesn't need a typewriter, but I just sold it, you know, to pay for my college and mm. I'm still after 50 years. I'm still ashamed of that. Mm. And I told him, okay, I want to forgive you, you know, mm. because you needed the money. And so I I think you can give your forgiveness. And then he was in tears because, you know, that was stuck like a a thorn in his heart Mm -hmm. that the unhappy money he ripped off from an old lady. And uh, and then it was sort of stuck in his heart. So we have a lot of unhappy experiences and, you know, we didn't do things right. So you have to forgive yourself for being sometimes not honest with your money. Mm-hmm. for survival but ideally if you can increase the flow of happy money and enjoy making people smile as a yes. result you can get happy money so you know even though it, it may not be 100 percent happy money but you can increase the ratio of happy yes. money in your life
2: you've raised this idea of forgiveness twice today already one was about maybe forgiving our parents uh, mm-hmm. because we didn't understand what a, they were doing <laughs> yeah it's a hard they, one it is it is but what what i love that you're saying is that maybe if we can trust that they did the best that they could uh-huh. in the situations that they were in and they were trying to steward their money the best way they could and maybe they didn't communicate some things that you know we understood quite properly but once we understand it now we can with that understanding have some empathy and empathy allows us to work towards forgiveness Mm -hmm. You're also talking about forgiveness being maybe we get to forgive ourselves sometimes for some things that maybe we did, maybe they weren't honest, maybe they weren't whatever. But the idea is that when we don't forgive unconsciously, we're holding on to something that keeps us stuck and we can't grow when we're stuck. Things can't flow. And so forgiveness is allowing ourselves to let go of something that we don't need to hold on to anymore. Mm -hmm. That we get to release almost and open up like a dam that's holding back all of this potential or energy or opportunity. And so I think this this idea of forgiveness coming up twice is a real key part to what you're sharing here.
1: Yes, exactly. So I'm often called money healer because I I heal money, I heal money wounds, and I've seen miraculous stories because of the money healing. So that person who just forgave himself just started giving away his money because yeah. he was already wealthy he was helping an orphanage in Cambodia just mm. donating his money and then he's helping orphans now sort of like a, to compensate what yes. he had done or he didn't do so oftentimes money healing releases unstuck yes. energy yes. so you have a more beautiful flow of money into your life and I really and- enjoy seeing
2: the transformation and I can't imagine anything that could be more prosperous, nor something that could bring more happiness than to be able to use money to help others in some very, very necessary ways at times, like the orphanage that you're describing. You know, mm-hmm. we talked earlier about parents and, and how they're involved in creating a mindset for and an understanding of money. What is one message that you would give to parents on ways that they can best model and communicate mm-hmm. to their children about having a healthy and happy relationship with money. Thank you, Graham. You you keep asking incredibly great
1: questions. So thank you for that. <laughs> and I yet. also appreciate you taking time to review my videos and read my book thoroughly. I really appreciate that was my an pleasure. interviewer like you. Troy. Uh, because you know, there are so many interviewers who haven't even read my book, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is okay, but so thank you for that. So I wrote a few books on how to teach kids money in a happy way in Japanese. And so I can share what I know about parenting around Mm -hmm. money. So the only parenting you need is to teach kids that money is good. Yes, And money can be good. Money is neutral. So if you're a nice person, money becomes good. If you're a mean, cold person, money becomes cold. So if you just want to do some good, money can help you. So the worst case scenario is money will not get in your way of happiness. And then if you make it work, money can be your best friend. So you Mm. can achieve your dreams. So if you don't do it right, money can just deteriorate your life. So Mm -hmm. money can be either great or terrible in your life. So you can teach your kids and then you can show your kids how wonderful money can be. I often taught my daughter, we are financially comfortable. That's why we can help other people. And then we can do all sorts of fun things because of money. So as she grew up, she thought money is such a fantastic thing. So she has no block around money. So if you can teach money as energy and it can be happy or it can be unhappy, they will pay more attention to how they make money. Not what just a great, numbers.
2: Yeah. what a great, It's not just numbers. It gets to be a relationship and it gets to be a relationship with the energy that money can potentially have. You know, we've got just a couple of minutes before we wind down for today, but I want to ask you just a couple of personal questions. If money were a person mm-hmm. to you, if money was a person, who would it be to you and what kind of characteristics would it have?
1: Mm-hmm. So, you know, I love British movies, you know, my favorite movie is done by Kazuo Ishiguro Remains of the Day, you know, and that old British, I think it's 18th, 19th century, there's a butler, you know, waiting to serve. So if money was a person, I think it (laughs) is a British butler who is very well, you know, polite and Mm. he can do anything. Uh, okay, you know, James, can you book me a flight to London? <laughs> so, certainly, sir. And then, you know, I want to go to Hawaii. Certainly in two seconds. There you so, go. So like, yeah, he can help me do just wonders. Like really I want nice. to do a, a party somewhere, you know, in August. Can you do that? I found a venue, sir. And then it's going to cost about this. Can I just give you give a green light? Thanks, James. Let's Very do good. it. You know, stuff like that. So for me... Money is a very, very capable butler who can help
2: my dream come true. Capable, generous, responsive, and able to provide some really wonderful experiences for self and for others. Really nice. You know, as as when you think about your legacy someday, you know, when we're all Mm -hmm. not here, when Mm -hmm. you think of the type of legacy that you would like to leave with your money when you're gone, Mm -hmm. what would Mm -hmm. your legacy be? What do you want it to be?
1: I want my money to be spent so people can remember that love exists. You know, you feel loved by something. So I hope it becomes a catalyst to so people can remember, you know, we can still believe in love. Oh, right. And we can be more generous. You know, we can be more open. We can be more kind to each other. So if people have more than enough, okay, I think I should share more. If people don't have enough, okay, I think I have to do something right for my kids and my family members. So it's nothing to do with money, but just about love.
2: Yeah, that's lovely. I I, I think that's a wonderful legacy to be focused on leaving. Ken, I would love for our listeners to be able to follow up with you after our show, learn more about you and your book, Happy Money. Mm -hmm. Give us some resources and the best way for them to follow up with you, would you?
1: Thank you. So you you can find all the information at Ken Honda, K-E-N-H-O-N-D as a car, kenhonda.com. You can find all the information in English. I'm translating lots of free materials from Japanese into English. And the only activity I have is arigato living community that members can join me for our Zoom call. And since I'm going around the world pretty much all the time, I hope I I can bump into you in the future, in person, because I believe in meeting in person and it's always more fun
2: than Zoom call. So hopefully I want to see you somewhere on this planet. Well, thank you. I would welcome that. You're welcome to come here to Hawaii. If I ever make it to Japan, I will follow up with you as well. Yes, we'll just continue this after. That would be good. I've read that you said whatever happens, you can say, thank you. And these Mm -hmm. are the two most powerful words that you've identified that will help us start to Mm -hmm. transform our relationship with money. And I I believe that this thank you applies to money and to relationships as well, which can heal and grow and transcend from a heart of appreciation Mm -hmm.
0: and thankfulness.
2: And I'm really grateful for you, Ken, for being with us today. Thank you very much. Thank you and
1: all to all. I'm just sending all my blessings on all my happy energy and happy money to you.
2: I appreciate that. Well, I also want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us today and dropping by and being with Ken and me. It's always great to have you with us. Regarding our episode today, I want to remind you that it and its resources and all of our other episodes can be found on our webpage at triadhq.com slash bht. So check out our webpage, HQ dot com slash BHT and explore our archive of podcasts and other resource materials. Thanks again for being with us on the show. And we'll look forward to having you back with us next time on Behavioral Health Today.
0: We appreciate all the support from our community. And if you like our show, one of the best ways you can support it is by giving us a five-star rating and leaving a review. Behavioral Health Today is a podcast part of the Tribe Network, all rights reserved.